Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, the minority in parliament preparing for a showdown as headcount for approval of the 2024 budget is expected in the next few hours. We'll have the latest updates from parliament. Also coming up, Ghana Youth Clothing Dealers Association rejects proposed legislative instrument imposing restrictions on the import of certain items. We'll hear their concerns. My name is Daryl Kwa. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We'll be taking you to Parliament in a bit. First, though, the Ghana Used Clothing Dealers Association has rejected the proposed legislative instrument imposing restrictions on the import of certain items. The group warns it could lead to job losses, diminished wages, and impact negatively on the well-being of workers and families. General Secretary of the Association, Edward Atobra, uh, joins me on Zoom. Good afternoon to you. What are the concerns of the Ghana Youth Clothing Dealers Association about the proposed ally? Can you hear me, Edward? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I would like to extend my greetings to the Ghana Youth Learning Dealers Association for their participation in this fight. Um, we, the Ghana Youth Learning Dealers Association, um, we are about 2.5 million Ghanaians which are directly involved in the trade. And then we have uh, another 2.5 million Ghanaians who are not directly into the trade, who are kayaks, um, the trainers. So in current market, we see people who are into um, uh, buying buy and selling zip. And then we have some designers in the market who also take their clothing as raw materials to design new clothes. So that is our science. We are more than 5 million Ghanaians in the sector. And uh, we, 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 we disagree with the airline that they are restricting clothing. And moreover, to, you have to obtain lances before you can import clothing. And there's no company in Canada that produces clothing. And 
if there are restrictions in this sector, it means that there's going to be a monopoly. Few people that can acquire the lances will also try to monopolize their items. And you know that used clothing is for the deprived, the poor. Um, people who cannot buy clothing, uh, the brand new clothing, come to the used clothing industry to buy from us so that they can also get something to wear. And the basic needs of people are shelter, clothing, uh, uh, what do we call it? Uh, uh, and that's it, you see. So um, we cannot wait for the ally to be passed. That's why we came out with a press conference today to inform the Ghanaian public that um, this is what is going on and we disagree with the ally. So the minister should come back again. Yeah, uh, talk to me a bit more about your concerns about uh, the negative implications of requiring a license from the government for importing uh, used clothing into the country. In your statement, you said uh, it could uh, result in corruption. The, the, the issue is that when, when there are restrictions and the government says you should come for uh, a license, it means that they are going to be, you know, the system is set up, so they are going to be um, connections. If you don't have connections in government, it means that it will be difficult for you to acquire lances. And moreover, to Burundi will also rise because of, you know, um, how people go to acquire the lances. People will try to drive their way out to get lances. And there is going to be monopoly in the system which is not going to uh, help the industry. So uh, the government wants to cut down on imports, uh, obviously because of the current economic situation. We want to boost the local market. Uh, you raise concerns about the impact of such a move on jobs, on the wages of, I mean, the used clothing dealers, on the livelihoods. What, in your perspective, would be a balanced solution? Yeah. We, we suggest that for the used clothing industry, government should allow us to continue doing our work because the people um, who are involved in this clothing are, are so much that we are even more than 5 million that we are talking about. People who are indirectly in the trade are more, and people who are directly in the trade are also more. And looking at the used clothing industry, it is a generational business. You know, some are uh, some have been in the clothing industry for more than 30 years. They were given by their fathers and their mothers, and it was handed to them by their children, and then they handed to their children's children. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a generational vision. So when you restrict us from imports, it means that people are going to lose their jobs. The carriers are not going to you know, get goods to carry, and therefore... Um, to bring so much pressure in the system such that mm. people will find their way to get money. And that will not help. All right, Edward Atuba there. Uh, we are hoping that your uh, concerns get the ear of the government. Thank you so much for joining us. General Secretary of the Ghana Youth Clothing Dealers Association, appreciate your time uh, with us. We want to uh, take you now to Parliament where we expect a headcount uh, for approval of the 2024 uh, budget. The minority has vowed to oppose 
the passage of the budget. Joining us from Parliament is Kweku uh, Asante, our correspondent over there. Kweku, uh, just for the benefit of our audience, let's begin with a recap of the events leading to where we are right now. So, Dario, as we speak, sitting has not started yet, and we expect that any moment from now, the leadership of the House will cover the House in session. But what happened yesterday was that there was a debate on the 2024 budget, and the debate concluded. We expected that it was going to be a vote. The vote did not happen. And by a voice vote, the my, my minority reported to have rejected the budget. There was some discussion as to what form this new challenge of the process should take. And there was a decision that there should be a headcount. This is where the minority disagree with how things have panned out in Parliament. And they are disagreeing with, 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 with the mode the majority have adopted. So the sticking point now and the disagreement in terms of what exactly is happening in the House is that the minority say the voice vote that approved the budget is something that they do not agree with. They've gone ahead to challenge the speaker's decision on that. And so per the standing orders, specifically order 113, what is going to happen is a headcount. And if you look at the other paper, that is exactly what has been listed. And three hours, past three hours since Parliament was expected to sit, they haven't started sitting. And so any moment from now when the Speaker of Parliament comes in and proceedings begin, we expect that there will be a headcount on the 2024 budget and economic policy statement that was presented to members by Finance Minister Ken Ofuriata. The Finance Minister yesterday told journalists that as far as he is concerned, the 2024 budget and economic policy statement has been approved. The truth is that is not the case because normally if the budget is approved, the Speaker of Parliament would have gaveled and said the 2024 budget and economic policy has now been approved. The Speaker did not see that yesterday, and especially more so since his vote has been challenged. There will be a headcount on the floor any moment from now, and we will get to know the fate of the 2024 budget. The sides are equally split down the middle. The minority say they don't want the budget because of taxes it introduces, whilst the are on the majority believe this is what they call the including budget and must be allowed to go through that. Why is the minority opposing the passage of the budget? Uh, what are the critical issues? The key issues for the minority are the taxes. They say the government has um, introduced some new taxes in this budget to the tune of about 11 billion Ghana cities. Yesterday, the minority leader in his debate on the floor specifically listed some of these ones that are coming in by way of the VAT Amendment Act, which is, 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 has been laid in Parliament. And they say that is going to mean that even uh, public transport is going to be taxed, as it were, by the government. And this is not something that they agree with. And yesterday, the minority that was on the floor for almost an hour debating and making it clear why their, why their side will not accept this. We've also heard from the minority talking about the contingency vote and why they don't. They believe that one billion Ghana cities should not be put there because of the discretion it gives the Minister of Finance to spend. So it's a, cata it's a catalog of issues that the NDC minority have put out in terms of what exactly they are opposed to in the 2024 budget. There are a lot of them. And they say, in fact, this morning when I spoke to Mr. Blackwell, he said the government should go back, present another budget, and then they will be, they will be, they will be looking at it. Well, this is going to uh, boil down to numbers, the math, isn't it? And so how, how do you anticipate things to go? What are the chances that the majority will lose the headcount? Well, 
they didn't have to bring in all their numbers and they win. Yesterday, they did not have three MPs who were who, who on the floor. Kennedy Japan was not around, John Kuma was not around, and the Deputy Minister for Foreign Affairs, too, was not around. That's three. And the minority did not also have numbers. Mahama Yaraga was not around, for instance. So ultimately, the minority are, majority are able to bring in all their numbers. They win. But we know that Kennedy Japan has been in the United States for some days now. We don't know if he'll be back today by the time the headcount is expected to be taken. The deputy ministers who were not around yesterday, we understand they are in, John Kuma and the deputy minister for foreign affairs. We understand all of them are in now and they'll come to the floor. As you can see, it is empty. There's a lot of caucus meetings, a lot of talking that is happening around the table to try and come to some agreement in terms of what exactly should be done. So any moment from now, we expect that the majority side will be able to bring all 138 of their members to the floor. If they're able to do so, they win. If not, they get to suffer this major setback of the budget having been rejected. Remember, in 2021, there was a similar spectacle which some economists have blamed for the current economic predicaments because of the late delay, the, the delay in the passage of the budget and all the issues that came up there. Want to avoid a delay. And so uh, how would the delay in passing the budget impact the economy, especially at this crucial time when we are seeking uh, the second tranche of our bailout package from the IMF? Well, that will, the budget is crucial. Government needs this budget to be able to spend in the upcoming year. And economists have already warned, listen, if you are going out there for external creditors to give you money, if you are going out there for external creditors to, to, to cancel some of the debts you owe, and you cannot even get your house in order, it does not send a good signal to investors. And you know that investment and investors and their confidence in an economy is crucial for the economic survival. And so... That is why yesterday the finance minister rushed to do a press conference here in parliament to say that as far as he's concerned, the budget has been passed. He wanted to send a signal to investors that everything was all right. But of course, that is not the case. The budget has not been approved. So confidence in the economy is critical. And once investors begin to lose confidence, they start to pull out their money and that will sink the economy, which is already really on the ground. All right. Um, Asante, thank you so much. Keep your eyes on uh, events over there for us. I'm sure we'll see you uh, sometime soon on our television sets. Appreciate it. Kweku Asante, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent. Now, over 1.3 million cities has been plowed back into Odotobiro Bank to sustain its growth trajectory. Now, for this reason, more funds have been retained, enabling the bank to enhance delivery of services. Already, profit margins for 2023 have leaped following the reinvestment of the previous year's profit. And I, Ojima, was at the bank's annual general meeting and has filed this report. In 2022, the bank realized profit before tax of 4.6 million cities, a 15.2% increase above the previous year. The full amount was reinvested in the financial institution to improve shareholders' reserves to enhance liquidity for 2023. Chief Executive Officer Abraham Kofi speaks of the impact of the reinvestment. In terms of shareholders' funds, the reserves are going to improve and more funds are going to be retained in the company for us to use as capital going forward. So we are going to take advantage of the retained earnings to improve upon the performance of the bank. So that probably a year like this, we, the bank will be able to account very well and customers will be happy. In the year under review, deposits grew by 19.3%.
with share capital growing to over 3.3 million cities from 2.9 million cities. Total deposits increased to over 242 million cities from 203 million cities, with investments moving up by 23.4%. Only 75,000 cities of the 13.7 million cities logged up funds were retrieved in the year under review. Abraham Kofi wants the government to step up efforts to improve the economy. Uh, the government of the day uh, carried out domestic debt exchange, which we also participated and exchanged all our bonds uh, under the DDEP. So income uh, recognition uh, has become a challenge on those bonds. And for that matter, I want to seize this opportunity to ask the government that when the economy improves, uh, the bondholders, at least the government, should do everything humanly possible to pay all the bonds that have been exchanged under the domestic debt exchange program. Meanwhile, it is anticipated that Odotobi Rural Bank will be able to improve its financials in 2023. Turning to housing now, an elegant homes and general construction limited has promised to define real estate to provide safe and affordable housing for Ghanaians and all its customers. The company, one of Ghana's leading real estate developers, was over the weekend judged the best residential developer middle income luxurious at the Ghana Property Awards. Here's more in this report. Elegant Homes has been in the real estate business for about 19 years and has helped transform the real estate industry. Chief Executive Officer of Elegant Homes, Samuel Kwashi said, there are great prospects for the real estate industry. Other than that, his outfit will continue to delight his customers with affordable, but quality and stylish houses. Elegant Homes, uh, per its name, we are into real affordable and the luxurious and executive housing. Uh, much, even though they are very executive, they are quite affordable. And uh, we hope to pursue that more. We want elegant homes to define real estate in Ghana. So once you mention elegant homes, you, or you mention real estate, you think first about elegant homes. We want elegant homes to be a household name. That wherever you want to buy a property in Ghana, you first think of elegant homes before buying the property. Mr. Kwashi also pointed out that the future was very bright, adding it has begun the construction of its premier project at Katamanso in the Greater Accra region. The future is very bright. Uh, we just started our premier project at uh, Katamanso off Adenta Dodua Road. We are building about 400 houses. We are just on our 60th house. If we just use 60 houses to win an award, then the future is really bright. We intend to move from Katamanso to other places to build such grandiose cities there as well. What I would say is that the real estate industry is good and um, we want to just advise people to contact the right people in terms of right companies so they don't fall into the hands of uh, miscreants. Now, leading real estate company Lakeside Estates Limited has pledged to continue to provide affordable but quality and luxurious houses for consumers. The company um, won five awards at the 35th Ghana Real Estate Developers Association Dinner and Awards Night. This included the best in high-end community setup and overall real estate company of the year. Here's more. 
Lakeside Estates has for the past two years developed luxurious gated communities in Adenta and Katamansu municipalities. It has provided quality housing units that are environmentally friendly while giving shareholders value. Commenting on the awards, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer Dr. Prince Joseph Ayiku said the awards are but a testament to the collective dedication and passion of every member of the Lakeside team and the trust placed by its cherished residents and partners. We are happy that our works actually speaking for us. You know, Lakeside has been a real estate industry for the past 25 years. And we are dedicated to providing quality housing to the nation of this country. I would like to say that the entire team of Lakeside Estate has really worked hard to get to where we are today. And this award validates or confirms the hard work of the entire team and our commitment in the industry. It also showcases in terms of high, the, 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 the developer of the year award overall, we have had about five awards tonight, and these are best in high-end development, which are four-bedroom house that we just launched. We do so well on the market. President of Greta, Ebu Bonfo, called on stakeholders to come together to address the complex housing challenges in the country. Stakeholder collaboration by bringing together government agencies, real estate developers, real estate professionals in the construction space. Collaboration leverages the expertise, resources and perspectives of various stakeholders to address complex housing challenges of society at large. Now, Ekuban Ghana has donated relief items to some communities in the Volta region affected by floods caused by the spillage of the Akosombo and Pond dams. Victims in safe havens in Sopoi in the South Town District, New Baja, Zorotoji, and Adidome in the Central Town District received food items, water, medical supplies, and clothing. Fred Kwame Asari has more in the following report. The donation comprised 675 bags of rice, clothing, bags of water, and medical supplies. The items are estimated at 200,000 Ghana cities. The marketing and corporate communications manager of Ecobank, Dr. Kaseti, shared in the pain of the victims and assured of his outfit's commitment to restoring normalcy in the affected communities. Yes, on a long-term basis, uh, immediately, no. But on a long-term basis, yes, we are looking at that. Um, at Bakpe, you heard the chief make an appeal that they are not talking to Ecobank alone. They are talking to all well-meaning organizations and also the state as a whole. The chief's appeal is that they would love to be resettled away from the low-lying area. So this is a bigger call. And so I will take this opportunity to call on other corporate organizations to come to the rescue of victims of the floods. Thank you. The district coordinating director of the Central Town District Assembly, Gabriel Ajago, expressed gratitude on behalf of the victims to Ecobank for the kind gesture. Ecobank coming to give us some items of this kind is helping us to reach out to more of the people. Uh, this uh, package, I understand, it's largely meant for those islands within the river Volta that have Adiwekome and Siamekome. 
Uh, they have already reached Abadiwekume uh, at New Baba. And here at Adidome, the attempts are meant for Mekume and the people surrounding them that have been affected. We will ensure that the items reach them. And so we are very glad. So on behalf of the districts, we are very grateful, especially for Supe. These items for Supe, particularly, not in any other community. So we are more grateful. At this time, we need more uh, live items for the other victims. So I want to plead to the, uh, the whole Ghana that anybody who has a little, a little item should, should come to our aid so we can give it to our people since they have been displayed. Over 20,000 persons were affected by the flood caused by the spillage of the Akosumbu and Kbon dams. The flood swept through communities along the lower Volta. Fred Kwame Asari, Joy News. All right, and that's it for the marketplace. Uh, more news on our website, nigerianline.com forward slash business. Thanks for watching. Saudi